Shannon. On this uh, Monday, it's February 19th, a little bit later, we're going to be talking about uh, one of the dads of the year uh, who pretended to be his own 11-year-old daughter in order to find a sexual harasser. Nothing wrong with this. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with this. We'll talk about that at the bottom of the hour. Florida shooter was taken in after his mother died of a respiratory illness, flu symptom type things, uh, last November. Uh, He was put into another home and with his biological brother, and he didn't like it. And he asked if he could stay with his friend and and his parents, and they said, okay. Jim Ryan is on the story now and joins us. Jim, what was their reaction, or what do we know about their reaction to this? Oh, I mean, they were stunned, Shannon, when they heard that this person who had been living in their house was under arrest and, and accused of killing 17 people. In a high school, they were absolutely stunned. They were floored by uh, hearing that. And they said they had no indication that this was coming. Uh, they knew that he had been depressed after his adoptive mother had died, but that he seemed to be getting better living in their house. Uh, he was following the rules, was uh, usually in bed by 8.30 or 9 o'clock, and uh, this was polite and, and, again, seemed to be improving. In fact, uh, Kimberly Sneed, the, the woman who lives in that house, had taken him to see a therapist a few days before the shooting happened and apparently planned on continuing that sort of therapy to, to get him help that he needed. But they knew, obviously, about this guy's history, did they not? Well, they knew that his mother, his stepmother had died. They knew that they didn't know anything about this violence in his past and, and still were not hearing anything concrete about, um, you know, animal abuse that he had been accused of. And, and they may not have seen some of the, the postings that he had, including one on Snapchat where he cut his arms, uh, where he said he wanted to buy a gun and it talked about his depression. So it's, it's possible, I suppose, that the Sneeds, Elizabeth and James, didn't know about those things before they took him into their house. Uh, they might have, uh, you know, they might have given them second thoughts. Now, I hear they had a bit of a showdown with him at the police station when he was led past them or something. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, they were there at the police station talking with investigators. Uh, obviously, uh, the kid lived in their house, and so they were being, uh, you know, interrogated, if you will. And, and here comes uh, Nicholas Cruz being led along in, in handcuffs. Uh, Kimberly Sneed had to be hauled back. She was lunging at him and, and you know, telling him, you know, she couldn't, she couldn't believe that he had done this. He apparently turned and was apologizing to them. Uh, so, you know, yeah, it showdown or not, I mean, it was all pretty controlled considering that he was in handcuffs and she was being restrained there by police. The weapon, as far as we know, the one that was used in the shooting on Wednesday was originally stored at their house. But it does not appear, correct me if I'm wrong, that they are under investigation for anything in this case. That's right. Yeah, I don't think there will be. They do have an attorney. This morning they sat there on Good Morning America, and they had their attorney there with him. Uh, it doesn't look as though there will be criminal charges filed against them. I think they were trying to do right by this kid, by this friend of their son, and that uh, it, it appeared to be paying off that he was doing a little bit better. They cared about him. Um, and, but So I don't think there will be criminal charges. I think the, the attorney... Uh, suggested this morning there could be lawsuits filed by some of the victim's families. And so they're trying to be prepared for that and have retained this attorney. Jim, thank you for your time. All right. Thanks, Gary. Jim Ryan with the latest out of uh, Florida and specifically the the family that had taken this guy in before um, before he went and shot up that high school. Now, one of the things we saw over the weekend, and I think we'll continue to see over the next several weeks, even a couple of months, is the 
a, a rise in activism on behalf of students, for example, the ones that that held a lie-in outside the White House today to talk about uh, gun issues, gun control issues, gun rights issues. Uh, one of the others uh, that we've seen, one of the, I guess, hotbeds of this is right around the school itself in Parkland, Florida. And a couple of the kids who were at the school that day have come out and sort of risen to the top in terms of their ability to express themselves and their frustration with the way that it has uh, their frustration with the way the government has handled the issue of guns in the context of keeping kids safe and keeping schools safe. One of them was a kid named David Hogg, who the day after the shooting stood out as somebody who was capable of putting together very strong and clear and concise thoughts on behalf of those other kids who were in the school. Uh, For example, he talks about on Saturday he was at a rally talking about what happens with his feelings and how it translates into action. Uh, Curtis, give me this. uh, Fire this up over here. There he goes. Right. This there. fight is not going to be easy. This fight is not going to be short. We're going to have to continue for days, months, years, and decades because the, the people and the special interests that want to pass these gun laws to make it easier for these people to get guns are not going to stop, and we can't either. We need to get out and vote. The one thing I would tell David is just to be careful. No one wants mentally ill people to have access to guns. The NRA has said that multiple times. There are laws against it. It's the problem of making sure that we can sew up the holes that have been created or the holes that exist but have not been addressed by the current laws that are in place. But he did go on to talk about the importance of making sure that people on both sides of the issue shut up and listen sometimes. I don't care. If you're a Democrat, I don't care if you're a Republican. If you have a good idea, let's work together as Americans and come to a compromise. Because in politics, if no one side ever wins, it's always through compromise that changes happen. Mm, remember when you were young and you thought that uh, <laughs> lawmakers actually sat down and had the uh, good of the constituents of top of mind, not special interests or lobbyists or pockets lined with dough from... Well, the NRA. I, I mean, come I on like, now. I like, I like what's happening in Florida. It sucks, no matter, that, it sucks that it took it sucks, something like a massacre right. of 17 I people to get them involved. I didn't think after Newtown that if that that after Newtown, that if that didn't cause some sort of gun control talk, legitimate talk and fervor and um, momentum, create some, some sort of momentum that it never would happen. And maybe it's because it happened to jaded parents or parents who just don't think things can change uh parents that are just shell-shocked uh, i don't know but this happened to a bunch of teenagers a bunch of 16 17 year old kids uh, 14 year old kids and you know what they they've got a lot of energy and they've got a lot of optimism in, in change and in their ability to create change and they, and have, they have time on their side it, too it's they can nice fight to for see them care they can fight for a long time Right. Because they know, listen, one of the arguments that I've said about this is you, this is not an over, overnight thing. You're not going to be able to control weapons, access to weapons in a, a two-year, five-year, ten-year process. If you're going to change the way that we do business in the United States, it's going to take 100 years of you to do. And it's going to take a massive amount of public and political will to get that Maybe done. Maybe it just takes the next generation growing up, becoming voting age, and getting into elected office themselves. And, and changing it 
slowly because that's the only way it's going to happen is if they change it slowly and knowing that they're going to dedicate whatever political life they have, however they do it. That's the way they're going to change this. But it's not going to be an overnight thing, and they, they've got to understand that. Um, the I mentioned this before. My daughter was asking yesterday about the walkouts that have been planned, one for this week, one for April 20th, a nationwide student walkout, et cetera, and what it is that she should do as a result of it. And? I... I said, listen, I would be I would be entirely proud if there was a political issue that you felt was important enough to walk out of class for. But you better know what you're talking about. You you better have an idea of what it is that you want, because let's imagine the mayor walks up to you or the county supervisor or the state assemblyman. Or let's say that the senator, a U.S. senator, walks up to you because you happen to be a kid out on a what are you going to tell her him that you want as a result of your walkout, you've got the attention. Now you've got the stage. What is it that you're going to say? That's what I told her. You got to be prepared for a situation like that. I saw uh, a couple people keeping their kids home from school on the day of the walkouts because they don't want the kid to be pressured into walking out. They don't want uh, they don't want uh, people to be alerted to uh, a bunch of kids walking out of the schools. That's also true. I thought um, about that. But anyway, all right, coming up next, Chris and Carlo joins us at a gun control rally today in downtown L.A. Chris will have all the latest for us. Gary and Shannon will continue. In- Hey, uh, the judge in Florida today, or I should say a judge in Florida today, the uh, shooter from the uh, Florida high school tragedy was, bless you, was uh, in court today. And the judge decided to keep some of those medical records uh, under seal. There were some students who held a lion outside the White House. You heard Amy mention that right at the uh, news break there. And the president was in Florida this weekend asking about what to do about gun control. Several reports that he was asking some of the people close to him. Uh, throughout the different, you know, casual conversations that he was having about some input on what to do about gun control. Well, today in downtown L.A., there was a uh, a rally to say enough is enough. Chris Ancarlo was there, joins us now. Chris, what happened? Hey, guys. So it was a few hundred people, I'd say four or five hundred people that uh, came down here to Pershing Square Park. Uh, they filled up about a third of the park. So for people that are unfamiliar with the size of it, essentially it's one city block in, in square. And so uh, you do the numbers there, about four or five hundred people. Most of them uh, were also there with their kids, which provided some, you know, I think compelling visuals, which is what they were going after. Uh, it was organized by a few different groups. One is Moms Against Action. That was a group that formed up after Sandy Hook. Uh, there was also the Brady campaign, of course. Uh, what was it, James Brady, the press secretary for President Reagan, who ended up shot in the head after uh, by John Wayne Hinckley up in Washington, D.C. Uh, so that has uh, been a campaign of his and carried on in his memory for gun control. And then also there was another group called Drain the NRA. And so you had these three different groups kind of providing three different prongs of action. Drain the NRA is really pushing for people to divest from any companies, from anybody that's giving money to the NRA, and also to do what they can to drain the coffers of big donors to 
members of Congress who are in support of NRA policies. Um, and then the other groups essentially are pushing for action ahead of 2018. Call your member of Congress, call them again, call them again. And for members of Congress that don't pro- you know, follow the, the directive of sensible gun legislation, according to them, um, will come for reckoning in November, of course, with the midterm elections. The NRA and lobbying arms, very powerful beasts, as you know. Was there a, a feeling of greater optimism this time for this for this push? I th- Yes and no. Right. It, it's one of those things where it, it's always kind of present that these moments have flashed up and then they have simmered out as and they even said it over and over again this is not going to be another post sandy hook it's not going to be another post pulse nightclub post columbine post whatever insert your name of massacre here um and really you can get a sense that a lot of these organizers whether it's you know here in downtown la or of course the bigger uh, protests that we've seen in south florida are trying to draw a line in the sand and saying okay well this is going to be the moment where finally we get some action we get some movement on this uh, instead of again you know waiting a couple days before people can talk about it and then once people can talk about it then drawing the battle lines all over again rinse wash repeat which is what the cycle has been here for the last little while i talked to a few different people uh, i talked to a lot of different people but a few people who were kind of compelling to me one was uh this daughter that was uh, standing next to her dad and um you know i think this is the sort of rela- relationship any parent can kind of relate to so here's just a bit of them do you feel as though adults are doing enough on this I think that there are some adults who are, but adults grew up like this. They did this. It wasn't as big of an issue, but it's our turn to step up, and we're seeing it happen firsthand. It's happening to our friends, our cousins, people we our age. So it's our turn to take a chance, like take a stand. So absolutely, completely failed this generation. Legislation was out there. They repealed it. They did not renew it. They have completely failed this generation. Kids like this should not have to be out here protesting since just common sense regulation is this. So that, that was a pretty lucid answer, and that's the thing that I'm finding more and more is that people are more well-versed in exactly precisely what they want. It's not just like, oh, get the guns off the street, which is what you heard for a long time. Now it's specific policies that are attainable, like they want assault weapons ban reinstated. Of course, that was instated under the Clinton administration. Uh, I think it was 2003 or four that that lapsed. Universal background checks they want. They want laws requiring child protective locks. Uh, you know, one of the big issues brought up is that, you know, the lead cause of suicide is by gun and oftentimes you know it's just that moment that a suicidal thought enters someone's head if they can't get access to the means of suicide often that will go and a person can seek help uh, and then the last one is an extreme risk protective order which we actually have here in california and congresswoman democratic congresswoman judy chu said that florida did not and that perhaps if florida had a law styled after the law that we have here in california that may have helped prevent what happened in parkland but of course but, it's a pretty big you know jump there but florida does have the baker law which would have allowed and did allow them to put this guy under an involuntary psych hold for 72 hours, similar to what we have in California. I just don't know if they would have been able to take his weapon from him or weapons. I know out. in California in the 5150 situation, they do. They do have they that ability. Yes. I don't know yeah, about they, the Baker Act. Yeah, that's the, that's exactly what she was talking about, Shannon, is the, the fact that once someone is 5150, there is an ability to get those weapons and to and to continue cycling through the system so that that person, you know, 
it's not just a couple days and then your gun's back. Like they've got to prove a certain ability. I, I'm not an expert on it, but from what what I understand, they've got to prove a certain ability in order to get those weapons back. Obviously, California, a way different legislative environment than what you're going to see in Florida. But those were the main differences. I've covered a lot of rallies. I've covered rallies, I mean, immediately after mass shootings. I was in Washington, D.C. after the shooting down at Navy Yard. You know, I talked to a lot of people in, in the hours and, and the days after that. And the one thing, again, that I keep coming back to is it seems as though there is more strategic, clear-eyed vision than what we've seen in the past. And whether or not that is able to overcome the lockup in Congress in Washington, D.C., the, the power and the influence of the NRA, who knows? But it's a little bit different, at least from this reporter's viewpoint. Chris, thank you so much. Appreciate it, as always. Yeah, of course, guys. All right, coming back, uh, a father takes to the Internet to disguise himself as his own daughter to try to find uh, and locate and pummel the guy who harassed his girl. Um, I don't have a big problem with this. Explain that whole story when we come back. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. I have an update. Fergie has spoken. Oh, oh boy. This is about last night's NBA All-Star Games National Anthem. If you didn't hear it, it sounded something like this. She says, I've always been honored and proud to perform the National Anthem, and last night I wanted to try something special for the NBA. I'm a... I'm a, I'm a risk taker artistically, but clear, <laughs> but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. Uh, rah, rah. She's so 3,008 is what she said. So yeah, she you're says, so 2,000 and late. She says, I love this country and honestly tried my best. Rah, 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 so can we lay off of her now? Wow. By the way, that's fine. She can hit that note. She can sing. She can yeah, sing. Yeah, she didn't need to do all that. She didn't need to. Wow. I just feel like the backlash is a little much. And now she's come out and said she's sorry. She realizes it was not the right mm-hmm. uh, rendition. Mm-hmm. Is, do you Have you forgiven her? Not yet. There's a guy in Argentina who said, you know what? You're not messing with my daughter. His 11-year-old daughter had been contacted by a 29-year-old man. They met through the WhatsApp. This is something that would never happen in the Hoffman house. And you guys, I I I hold these things up as evidence every single time. Yep. Every single time. And people do, I mean, you person, your kids deserve privacy. You know what? On the off chance that this happens, no. Absolutely not. 29-year-old guy contacts an 11-year-old and starts sending her inappropriate messages, and he wants to meet her. The girl said he was also trying to convince her to lie to her parents 
and kept asking for pictures of her in her undergarments. Well, Dad finds out about this. Yes, Dad finds out about it. You know why? Because he's got a 19-point phone contract with his daughter that says, anytime I want, I can look at your phone. Well, I think it's more like a four-point contract because I believe in the 19-point contract there would be no ability for your 11-year-old daughter to be on WhatsApp. Excellent point. Okay. So this guy takes control of the text conversations. He's like, oh, you want to you wanna screw with me and my daughter? Sweetie, I'll handle this. Yeah. That's what he says. So he takes control of the texts, and he poses as his daughter to arrange a meeting. What do you think he has in mind? He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. First, he wanted to have the date at his house, Dad says. And I told him, yes, of course, because I was going to kill him. Right. And you might as well keep the blood on that guy's porch instead <laughs> he, of bringing it to yours. He says he would open the door and I would kill him. Okay. I love this. Um, however, the creepy guy arrayed, arranged the meeting in Buenos Aires. So the two men meet. And as soon as they meet, Dad pummels him, punches him in the face. Doesn't even wait, you know, anything. Just shows up and beats the hell out of him. Now, if you were my legal advisor, what would you suggest I do? Do I call the police when I show up to the guy's house and say there's about to be an incident? Or do I call the police after I've already pummeled the guy and say, hey, things got out of control? I don't call the police at all. I kill him and leave the body lying there. Uh (laughs) Okay. The father took pi- pictures of this guy's battered and bloodied face and then shared them on all his social media platforms. Okay. This son of a bee is a pervert. He sent photos to him. My 11-year-old daughter. I love that. Uh, the father and the suspect are both facing charges, but they were not detained. Neither one of them. Now, dad faces a battery charge. The 29-year-old guy is accused of online harassment and grooming, the crime of befriending a child to lure them to perform sexual acts. He faces uh, up to four years in prison, anywhere from six months to four years. And according to um, Argentinian law, they said that it's that, – that, that, like I said, it could be six years to four – sorry, six months to four years. And that dad is only uh, on the hook for some uh, battery charge. He'll get off or he'll get probation or something like that. So – uh, and if you don't have friends that would go with you, you don't have good friends. That's what I said. What would you do? What would be, would you just beat him up or would you bring uh, a taser or would you bring? Uh... I wouldn't bring a weapon. Okay. I wouldn't need a weapon, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know if the best course of action would be for me to physically assault someone. Mm-hmm. Although I do have a clean criminal record up to this point, so I don't. You think it's better that you went and not your wife? Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I think that's probably because I couldn't guarantee that she wouldn't take right. a weapon. Right. And that I think would probably add an enhancement to whatever charges she faced, right. and an I, extra ten years. Yeah, and I don't want that. that. Her dog doesn't want that. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. All right. Uh, terror in the seas. What? Can we do that? Of course we can. We make the rules around here. She said that she's sorry. Can't we? Did she say she was sorry? Did she say she's trying something new? If my wife cheats on me, is she going to come back and go, I'm sorry? Or is she going to go, I just tried something new. My friends told me it'd be okay. What the hell? I want to hear this defense. I want the the defense. (laughs) 
I want to hear this. No offense. No, 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 no. Gary and Shannon. Shannon, John and Ken coming up in just a few minutes, as a matter of fact. Some of the uh, stories that we talked about today, there were a group of students that held a a lie-in outside the White House today in an attempt to call for gun control. The president is actually holding what they call what the White House is referring to as a listening session at some point uh, in the next couple of days, Wednesday and or Thursday, depending on uh, the White House schedule that you look at. So pretty interesting. Um, Oh. I was watching this as well. The U.S. just beat Canada in curling. A good final rock. Wow, that's great. That's huge. What a, what a disappointment for the Canadians. Bigger than you know. A must-win situation for the United States and a big loss for the Canadians in that Fred case. Fred Rogan uh, works with us down the hall, and he uh, anchors the curling competitions for NBC, and it's, they dedicate CNBC to all the curling stuff. And he said, he told us that when he was on vacation with his family... I forget where he was, where in Canada he was, but he'd be walking down the street, and the curling is so popular that people be go, coming up to him. Yeah, they knew who he was <laughs> in, in Canada. Uh, well, uh, we go from terror in the skies earlier in the show to terror on the seas. Sometimes a carnival cruise <laughs> can get a little dicey. I'm talking about you, three day cruise to Mexico. Arg. Sometimes just up and down the California coast. Man. Some people board those with one goal. Getting sauced. Not, not remembering. <laughs> getting sauced. And uh, many of them achieve their goals. Now listen, it's a good time. I'm not going to lie to you. The carnival legend that was uh, sailing along the coast of Australia decided uh, uh, there was a group on there that decided that they were going to do that, as a matter of fact. They were going to get drunk and stay drunk. And uh, hey, no, no judgment here. But they showed passengers, there were cell phone videos that showed passengers cheering as police were removing a group of men from the cruise ship on Friday. It was a family of 23. Sometimes families do these cruises. They do like reunions and stuff or they'll do them every so often. That's the last time I went on. I went on with a big family group. Oh, did you? How'd yeah. it go? Nobody was drunk. At least nobody in our family was drunk. Yeah. Was it Was it? A Despite good my best efforts, nobody in our family was drunk. Yeah. Um, Cruises are good to do with family. We went with my parents a couple times, too, because, you know, you can do your own thing and then you can have your together time. Right. It's like uh, living in the kitchen because everything's made out of a circle and then you get your privacy time in the bathroom. Right. Yes. Uh, In this case, they said that several men were fighting early in the morning hours on Friday while it was about 130 miles off of New South Wales off the coast. As security officers on the ship intervened and detained the men. Six men, three teenage boys had to be removed from the ship and a group of others. Fourteen other women and children left as well. One of the passengers said that this big Italian family spent days targeting and attacking Australians on the ship. Just strange. Why would you go to Australia if, in fact, you were targeting Australians? Other than to say, that's where all the Australians are. Maybe Maybe all the Australian guys were the ones getting the hot chicks in the pool. The old E. coli pool. Is it true that pool water on a ship like that is thicker than normal water? No. 
Uh, five of them surrounded my husband, said one woman, and unfortunately my children witnessed it and they're scared. We've been told to watch our backs by this group. We're scared to go anywhere on the ship. The rest of the passengers disembarked on Saturday, so they got at least one good night without this whole group on there. Uh, they, one passenger said it was horrifying. People were screaming, running around, throwing glasses, everything like it was a nightmare. Some of the passengers told one of the networks there that they wanted full refunds from the cruise line. What do you think is respons- What do you think the responsibility is of the cruise line in that situation? Do they have to give refunds to these people? I ha- I don't think so. I mean, uh, people get people are inconvenienced on ships, and they'll sometimes give you a credit towards your next cruise because that's what you want to do, right? A coup- a coupon that's only good on yeah. the Carnival Legend, right? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the liability is, but I just know in recent years, I think it's been you pretty much sign away a lot of stuff. What's the most exotic cruise you've ever been on? Uh, River or ocean? I don't want to ever talk about the river cruise. Oh, is there a bad thing? What I happened? Talk about it. But the uh, is there norovirus? No. Was it ex boyfriend? No. What? What do you mean? What could be so horrific that you don't want to talk about it's it? It's very small. The ship is very small. Oh, uh, everyone was walls uh, are thin. Everyone was seventy five or up. Yes. There's uh, an episode of the Twilight Zone. When the older people are on this boat, right, and the idea is that they are going into the afterlife, and a young couple gets on the boat, and they're screwing up the whole thing because <laughs> they can't take the young couple to the afterlife. They keep saying, why are you here? Why are you here? My husband and I had the same questions asked of us every day from people saying, why are you here? Why are you here? I don't know if everyone made it off that river cruise. So, I mean, that's how ancient like it was the, the, the clientele was. And you felt like you were on your on your way to your impending doom? And my parents were in the room next to us. Ew. Thin walls. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, not like that. Oh. But I could hear them yelling at each other. <laughs> and our rooms hey, were the, like on thing. the bottom of the boat. Uh-huh. And so the dirty ass river waters line was like halfway up our window. Uh. So you just see detritus in the water floating along. It, it was a, it was a situation. And you have dinner with the same people every night. Oh, what? and it, it's just it wasn't big enough for me. I need anonymity when I go on vacation. <laughs> I don't need people asking questions. What do you, you know all that? That is weird. Yeah, what river had, was it? I noticed he had chicken last night. What are you having tonight? Yeah, I still, uh, it was through France. Seconds, was... don't you think? It's a little uh, <laughs> early in the cruise for you to have seconds? Yeah. Um, well, which which river was it? It was you go Rome, to exotic places. It was through I... France, yeah. It was it was very uh, nice, if that's what you're into. Um, and I, I hear that there's wonderful river cruises. I just wasn't on one of them, I don't think. I, but my parents loved it. Uh, I just saw an advertisement earlier for a Columbia River cruise where you go from Portland like to towards uh, Spokane. That sounds gamey. That sounds like deliverance a little bit. That sounds like a lot, a lot of gambling with not just your money but also your health <laughs> and, yeah. and physical safety. All right, John and Ken, up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. That, that was a good show. I really like them. Gary and Shannon. 
Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.